When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, and sometimes you just feel like the pain will never go away. But I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life with meaning and purpose. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. Good morning, Widow 180 listeners. Today, the day I'm recording, it is January 29th, 2021. It's already the end of January. I can't believe it. And we're only a couple of weeks away from Valentine's Day. And I know that for some people, this can be a tough time of year. We have a lot of memories around this time. We're processing our grief still for some of us. And then for some of you, maybe this time of year kind of gets you thinking that maybe you want to start dating again. Maybe you're in a better place emotionally and you're actually opening up to the idea even having another relationship. And this is huge. This is a big, big step forward. It's great. Just the fact that you're even thinking about it, it's fantastic. Last week was episode 30, and we talked a lot about different topics around the subject of dating again. And this week, we're going to talk about the biggest mistakes widows make when it comes to dating again. Because yes, we make mistakes, but Here's how to avoid them. So mistake number one, thinking everyone will be supportive of you dating again. But Jen, you say, everyone wants to see me happy again, don't they? This can't be true. And yes, I am so sorry to be such a downer, but the people in your life will not always agree with your choices. And everyone has a different timeline They have a different idea of when is a good time to start dating again. And some family members may even let you know what they think is the necessary amount of time that needs to go by in order for you to start dating again. Some family members may tell you a year or some may even flat out tell you five years that you should wait. There's really no right answer here. And it's completely and totally up to you and how you feel. That being said, your in-laws may not agree on your timeline. 
they are grieving the loss of their son, which is a completely different grief from the loss of a husband. They can never replace their son. And they might not want you to, quote, replace him for another man in your life. They may look at it as a betrayal to him. Or they may even think of it as a betrayal to your kids. So I've definitely found from talking to so many widows that when they did start dating again, their relationship with their in-laws usually changed. And in some cases, it was just too much for them to handle to see you dating another person. And then sometimes it's your children that don't agree with you dating. They may be processing their grief at a different pace and they're missing their dad and they need you and your attention and they're just trying to figure out their new life without their dad in it. And if you start dating, that just rocks their world even more. And then their emotions many times come out as anger when really they're just sad. Annie, one of the widows in a Facebook group, she's a widow of two years and she said, I've recently started dating a guy and he is fantastic and I can definitely see this going somewhere. I have two teenagers who, quote, tolerate me dating, but they get jealous of the time I spend with him. They go so far as to come up with, quote, emergencies when we're out so that I have to go home. They keep telling me to break up with him. I give my kids everything, all of me, all of my attention, but I just want to be happy again and they won't let me. I don't want to pick sides, but I want a life for me too and a future with someone. So this is where it gets tricky because it's a delicate dance between parenting and having your own life. And last week on episode 30, Ashley was telling us that she kept her dating life a secret from her son, Alex. And she actually kept it a secret from everyone. She didn't tell friends and she didn't tell family just because she didn't want people asking her about how it was going and how she was feeling. She didn't want to have to explain anything to Alex. And she definitely didn't introduce anyone into his life because it never got serious. But she chose to keep that life completely separate and still go out on dates and still have her me time, but just not intertwine the two different parts of her life. So you can definitely take that approach and keep those two separate parts of your life with your family life and your dating life completely separate. But if that's not possible, you definitely just want to keep those lines of communication open with your kids. Sit down and talk to your kids and tell them how you're feeling. Ask them how they're feeling. Why are they feeling that way? And just keep everything open and keep the lines of communication open with everything and tell them that you still miss their dad and that you still love their dad. And this is in no way replacing their dad. It's just part of you moving forward with your life. Mistake number two, you think you'll meet another widow slash widower and they will understand you completely and totally and they get it and you fall in love and all will be peachy forever and ever. And I'm not saying they're not out there, but most of the time you will not be dating a fellow widower. The dating pool is mostly full of divorced people, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, of course. But for whatever reason, their relationship ended, 
And it's not always amicable. It can be messy and uncomfortable. Maybe there's resentment and bitterness that gets brought up in conversations when you're out on a date with them. There are custody disputes and money arguments and sometimes ongoing challenges involving kids if they're still at home and they split the time between parents. And we're not used to this. As widows, we didn't choose to end our relationship. Our spouse was taken from us. Our love for them was there until the very end, and it still continues throughout our lives. And any new guy that comes into your life needs to be okay with knowing that. There's no reason for them to be jealous of that love, and there's no reason for them to feel insecure about themselves, like you have to make a choice between them or your late husband. And sometimes they feel like they can never measure up to your late husband. And this is, unfortunately, this is something that you may encounter from a person who has never dated a widow before. And they just sometimes don't understand why you still visit the cemetery sometimes. They don't understand why you commemorate the anniversary of his death. If you have any traditions that you do, like with your kids. They may not understand why you keep your wedding movies or photo albums. And they may ask you to stop. Or they may ask you to get rid of those pictures or those movies. And then you have to really ask yourself, are these things I would be willing to change for a new guy? Relationships, I know they're always, always about compromise and give and take. But what you need to remember, and this is key, this is the most important thing, is that you can't control the way another person feels. And you can't control how they react to things. You can try to explain to them and have an open conversation about it, but they won't always understand the dynamics of your grief. In the interview last week with Ashley on episode 30, she told me that she did have one guy tell her that she was too close with her in-laws. And he questioned why they were still such a big part of her life. He told her that it didn't make any sense that they were still in her life. And she said, I just didn't go out on another date with him. That was the end of that. Because that's still my family, even if my husband isn't here. Now, on the flip side of that, one of uh, the things that happened with me, when Doug and I first started dating, I remember he came over. This was probably, we had been together for couple of months. And he came over and we were watching TV. We were sitting in the living room on the sofa and we were watching a movie. And I looked up on the wall and I had a picture of, it was a family picture of Brent and Claire and I. And then I looked to the wall on the right and I had another picture of Brent and Claire. And I kind of sat there and then I thought, about Doug and I thought about him and I was just thinking that this is probably not very comfortable for him to be sitting here and have these pictures up. I just thought if I was in that same situation and I was with him and this was his wife that had passed away, you know, I just kind of put myself in his shoes and I said, I'm I'm kind of ready. Like I can I feel like I can move these pictures. Um, And I did. I I ended up taking the pictures and I put them in Claire's room. I didn't get rid of them. But that was my choice. 
it wasn't anything that he said to me. It wasn't any kind of any anything that he said to me about taking those pictures down or that I should take them down. It was just my choice and my feeling about the situation. And so some things, you know, you might be willing to compromise and then some things are deal breakers. But the point is this. You never want to change who you are or what you believe in just because you want to date somebody. Mistake number three, jumping into another relationship too soon. Okay, so I'm just going to come right out and ask you this. Are you dating someone to avoid being sad? Did you jump right into another relationship because you're trying to have some sort of distraction from feeling the sadness and the loneliness of your loss? This is a really easy trap to fall into. You're lonely and you're sad and you're hurting so badly that you can't even see straight. But I'm telling you, this initial shock phase, that survival mode phase, that get your bearings because your world has been rocked phase of grief is not a good phase to start a new relationship with someone. You don't feel like you and you don't know who you are anymore. And you might be searching to find out who you are and what your place is in the world and what your role is going to be now. And you're not going to find out who is the real you from dating a random stranger. Now is not the time to introduce a new guy into your life when you don't even know what that new life consists of. When you jump into dating, you might start to make the wrong choices. You might allow a new person into your life that's not the best person for you, just to fill that void, to fill that emptiness and the loneliness. And you might allow certain unhealthy behavior or disagreeable behavior to continue with this new person just because you don't want to be alone. And that is not a good reason. So what do I mean? I mean, you maybe you let this new guy talk down to you or try to control you or even manipulate you in some way He may feel like he has the upper hand because you're acting so desperate to have someone in your life. He might try to get away with pushing limits and boundaries with you. Why? Because you're allowing it. Why? Because without said new guy, you would be alone with your thoughts and your grief. But here's my advice. Be alone with your thoughts and your grief. Feel all the feelings you need to feel. Think all the thoughts, all of them. You are on shaky ground and you need to steady yourself again. You have to grieve. You just do. In episode 10, I had Larice Duffy on the podcast and she's a life coach and she's amazing. And this is what she said. The only way out of the pain is through the pain and sitting with sadness. Allowing the feelings to happen is more important than the time that goes by. And then I had on Jenna LeBron. She is also a widow and a grief facilitator. And she says, make sure you go through your grief. You can't go around the storm. You can't avoid it. Don't push your grief under the rug. It's painful. It sucks. You have to go through the storm to get to the rainbow. And I'm grateful I walked through the storm because that rainbow is peeking out right now. I'm still here. So take the time to figure yourself out again and be patient with yourself. It can take a while to reestablish your identity, 
but it's worth the time and effort to process all that you've been through. And once you're in the right headspace, you'll be in a much better place to be open to love again. Mistake number four, thinking you will never love again, so you don't even try. I hear this one from a lot of widows. They say they can't possibly have a love like they had before with their late husband. And I don't disagree with that. The love you had with your husband was one of a kind, and that's true. However, you have the capacity to love again. And that love with a different person is, well, it's different. It's unique in its own right, just like the person. A new person that comes into your life, they're going to have their own personality, their own demeanor, sense of humor, all of the things that make them unique and all of the things that you love about that person. So that love is different. Yes, it is, but it's still love. I heard an analogy not that long ago that compared this to when you have a baby and you fall in love with that baby and its beauty and its smile and its chubby cheeks and whatever. If you were blessed to have another baby, you don't love that baby any less at all. You love each child, each person individually and differently, but you love both with all of your heart. You don't split your heart apart. You keep filling it with that love. And when I think of this, I think about my interview with Autumn Tolley Jackson. She was on episode 19 of the podcast, and she talks about a phone conversation that she had with her mother-in-law about dating again. And at first, her mother-in-law was not supportive at all of Autumn being with in a new relationship. But within a couple of weeks, she had thought about it and not only accepted Autumn's new boyfriend, but welcomed him into their lives. And she told him, there's always room for more love. Autumn also told me in that interview, she said, there's been love and loss before and it doesn't take away from what's coming. But it's part of the story and you can't pretend that part of the story doesn't exist. You can embrace it and love it and honor it and still move forward with wonderful things. So the thing you need to understand is that it's perfectly possible to love again and to have all of that love in your heart. You don't push one aside to make room for another. It simply doesn't work that way. So that's it. Four of the biggest mistakes that widows make when they get back into dating. And let's recap those mistakes. Mistake number one, thinking that everyone will be supportive of you dating again. I'm sorry to say, but it's not true. Mistake number two, you think you'll meet another widow and they will understand you completely and they get it and they get you and you fall in love and all will be peachy forever and ever. And sometimes it's just not that easy. I wish it was. Mistake number three, jumping into another relationship too soon. You definitely just need to process your grief and not jump into anything until you are completely and emotionally ready to handle it. Mistake number four, thinking you will never love again so you don't even try. Just remember that there's always room for more love. So we talk about dating a lot and maybe you don't have to date a lot. Maybe you'll be lucky and you won't have to kiss a lot of frogs to meet your prince. And this was true for Stephanie Mosley. I did my interview with her in episode 17. 
And she talked about meeting her now husband on Match.com. That was the first guy that she started dating. And she met him on Match.com. And they clicked right away. And and they fell in love. And a year later, they got married. And then also, Kim Murray was in episode 18. And Kim is um, this amazing writer and she does the widow 411 blog so you can go check out her writing and her blog posts at widow411.com but her story was it was a couple of years after her husband mark passed away and she started uh she started dating it was the her first guy that she started dating right away and they're still together and it's been five years and she's happy and she actually wrote a story about this um she wrote a story for chicken soup for the soul so um you guys can read that story i'll post a link in the show notes just remember that dating as a widow can be tricky but also fun you guys i mean that is the point right We all want to feel love and companionship and joy, and we know life is too short. So try not to overthink it. Try not to let your thoughts scare you out of moving forward. Just don't overthink it. Just go with it and have fun and laugh again and relax again and play again. So that's it for this episode. We're, we're talking more on dating uh, on the Facebook group. If you want to join that, that's Widow 180 Community. And if you're thinking you're ready to start dating again, if you're not sure you're ready to start dating again, you can take our quiz. So go to www.widow180.com and it's right there on the homepage. You just scroll down and then click that quiz button. And I mentioned a lot of the podcast episodes in this episode, and I'll put a link to those in the show notes too. Please subscribe and leave a review. That would be great, and I would really appreciate it. And have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Widow 180, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance, you can follow me on Facebook at Widow 180, the community, on YouTube at Widow 180, the channel, and on Instagram at Widow 180. If you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources, including our latest freebie, How to Get Your Life Back Together After Loss, a 10-step checklist, head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.